Jonathan Carter, Technician's Editor-in-Chief. Jonathan, why don't you introduce our guest for today? Certainly. Without further ado, here's Luke's interview with IRC President Emily Lambeth. So Emily, why don't you tell me a little bit about what IRC does? Yeah, um, Luke. So uh, the role that we've kind of come up with this year is particularly to engage residents, foster a positive on-campus community, and improve the quality of living of our residents. Um, and so kind of what that means is that we're here to lead and support the hall and area councils on campus. Um, so if anyone lives on campus out there, you probably know of your hall and area council, you should have seen some flyers. Um, we also provide resources for them in the form of funding and re- rentals, which are also available to other organizations. We provide programs and put on programs for residents to engage in them. And then we kind of advocate for things that they're interested in. Uh, last year, we did hand dryers. So if you live in any of the hall style bathrooms, you've probably seen those. And if you haven't seen them yet, they'll be up in the halls relatively soon. And then a couple of years ago, we really advocated for hammock poles um, when there is a East Campus wide kind of lockdown on putting hammocks on trees. We really helped support those councils that were interested in putting up hammock poles. So how did you originally get involved with IRC in the first place? Yeah. Um, so my freshman year, I came in and really wanted to be involved. Um, I was thinking about being an RA. I've lived on campus before um, through a residential high school. And so I knew I wanted to be an RA. And so my RA at the time was like, oh, my gosh, you should really try Hall Council. It's a great way to get involved. It's something I did my freshman year. And so I saw the, saw the flyers, was like, OK, let me apply for a couple of positions, see if I can get a leadership position, um, because I really want to make a difference. And then through that application, I was elected to the IRC representative position. And it kind of spiraled on from there. I like to tell people I kind of got thrown into Hall Council my freshman or the first week of my freshman year. And it's kind of gone, rolled along from there. <laughs> So uh, what exactly is the role of the IRC president Yeah, On like a day-to-day kind of thing? Or... <laughs> I'll start with like broad scheme and then kind of go into a little bit more into the day-to-day. Um, so I see myself as kind of a support system for the other members of the executive board. Uh, we have five VPs and then me as the president. And so I really support them in their initiatives. Um, I'm the voice to administration. So a lot of my role is to represent IRC and the views of IRC. Uh, to other people. And so that involves sitting down with meetings with administrators. Um, I meet with the director of housing biweekly. Um, I set up meetings as needed with other members of housing or upper administration, uh, such as Dr. Mullen. Um, I attend SORT, SCABOD, all of the big names um, that you can think of. Um, I chair organizations. So if you go to a GA meeting or an e-board meeting or show up to some other meeting, usually I'm the chair of that. And so I kind of maintain that like Organized presence, make sure that we're on track um, and handling all of our business and also being respectful um, of everyone's time and opinions. Um, big picture, I connect with the board and help them figure out long-term goals and then help the e-board as they work on smaller goals to achieve our long-term goals. Um, so really, I see myself as kind of supporting them as they move forward. So it's a lot of they come up with the ideas and they come up with the goals and then I help them get where they're going because um, I've really had last year. Um, as a VP, I really had my opportunity to do the things that I wanted to do. And so now I'm helping the other members do what they want to do. Uh, week by week, it's a lot of meetings. Um, if you look at my calendar, I'm a big Google calendar proponent just because <laughs> I meet with every member of my executive board for an hour every week. Um, I have office hours. I go to meetings, more meetings, um, and then kind of plan plan out what the other meetings are going to look like. So the GA meetings, I plan those out. Um and then just random things that pop up every week. 
the organization like IRC, it's always something every week. And so it's a lot of just planning for that. And you mentioned the uh, other five, like, but mm-hmm. vice presidents, what are those individual departments or is it, what are they called? The, uh, they're just vice presidents. Vice presidents. So what mm-hmm. are those five? Like what are the yeah. roles? Um, so starting with the VP of community affairs, um, they're kind of like a liaison to the hall and area councils. So they're kind of all hall council all the time. Um, Aaron is a great individual. He's been with IRC longer than I have. He's been in more hall councils. Um, and so he really works and reaches out to the Hull Council presidents and the advisors, making sure that they have all the resources they need, um, whether it's more training, more resources, that kind of thing. He also um, oversees our Community Cup competition, which is a competition between all of our Hull Councils. Um, and it just kind of gives them an opportunity to submit the programs and the initiatives they're already doing and get rewarded and points for that. Um, and at the end of the year, and end of the year, the end of the semester, sorry. They get a big trophy if they win. Um, the next one is the VP of programming. Um, so they handle our four four large-scale programs that we put on as an organization. They reach out and collaborate with UAB, doing Government, other organizations, so we're partnering with Camp Out, um, and the Holocaust Memorial Speaker on November 9th. Uh, and they do our rentals. So if you want a popcorn machine, we have a popcorn machine in IRC that you can rent out. Noted. Yes. Uh, our next one is the VP NCC, and they handle all of our regional and national communication because we're not just IRC. There's RHAs and IRCs all across the nation, and so we partner with them. Um, then we have our v- VP Media Marketing. I'm going down the list in my head, um, and she handles our social media presence, all of our marketing. Um, she chairs the Pop Print Magazine, which is our Welcome Back magazine that all mm-hmm. the residents get uh, in the mail. And so if you are a resident and didn't get that, come see us. And then we have our VP business and finance. So Alan handles all of our budgetary concerns, um, chairs PAC, which distributes additional funding to organizations, um, and then handles all of our business contracts. So what initiatives are you all currently working on right now? Yeah. Um, so we're currently in the middle of creating a strategic plan for, for the organization. Um, it's something that has really been a goal of mine since I came in my freshman year because um, the institutional rollover is so large. Um, every year you get three or four new executive board members as well as basically the entire hall council rolls over um, as people move around um, within residential hall life. And so really creating some kind of way for the organization to stay on track and stay committed to a certain set of goals for a while, um, that's been something that I'm really passionate about and it's something that I'm lucky my board is really passionate about. We're also working on um, the UT Residential Council. So as I'm sure as everyone knows, with the first year level requirement, we have between 200 and 300 residents living in UT. And so we're working with their RAs as well as the UT staff to kind of put together a residential council so that they're represented and aren't missing out just because they're not living in Tucker or Owen or anything like that. So you mentioned advocacy as something that you all do. Um, and I was at the Senate meeting um, whenever you all made their, or like released your like opinions on all of the individual student fees. Um, so what are some other avenues that IRC um, has for advocating um, to administration and to other entities on campus? Yeah. Um, so we really try and take a hands, a more hands-off approach. Um, so if, so to kind of like, Go along with that. We don't really go to someone and go, we want this or we want better bathrooms and tally. Um, that's not really what we're looking for. Uh, we mainly provide a forum for residential representatives to come together and discuss issues that they're seeing in their halls. Um, so if 
you know your hall council president. Um, they attend a roundtable every two weeks, and that really, I've I've structured that so it's more of a forum, um, so they can get off get out issues that they're having with their council, um, concerns they're having with their council, or concerns that residents are bringing to them. Uh, so to give you an example, last year, um, we had a couple of halls say we don't have hand dryers, we don't have paper towels, we don't really have any way to wash our hands, and that kind of promotes germs, and so. We had a couple halls that were like, oh, me too. I didn't I didn't even think about calling that to attention. And so those councils kind of worked together. And then through that, all 17 halls or hall and area councils kind of were like, we all want to make sure that everyone has some way to dry their hands. And so from there, we kind of put, we, we as IRC helped them put together a proposal. Um, and that was something that we helped them kind of draft, helped them work on. And then they submitted that on their own to housing uh, and facilities and then got that changed. And so we really help bring residents together or provide resources for them, um, mainly through resident-initiated projects um, like the hand dryers. We really work with residents and answer questions, provide guidance, and act as the middleman. Uh, so when I go to hall council meetings to just kind of hang out, I'll get a lot of questions on, hey, this is an issue, what can I do? Or how can I write a student-initiated project? And I'm like, oh, well, here, let me tell you how, but I don't do it for them. And we as an organization don't really do things for other people. We help provide them, give them the support. We also advocate. Um, so some big advocation we do is, is on behalf of the residents when administration comes to our GA meetings. Um, so in the how I've been putting out uh, ads for things like transportation or housing that are coming to our meetings. And that's really a forum for residents to come together and say, Hey, we want more money in this line item so that we can have a better volleyball court. And so that's something that we provide that form and we say, hey, this is something we've heard from our residents and here's what we are telling you now. How much does IRC have a say um, in policymaking within university housing? Like, for example, the housing live-on requirement that was just instituted um, this fall semester. So I would say that we have not necessarily a say, but a voice. Um, so we're invited to sit at the table um, and we're very grateful for that opportunity because it's something that they don't have to do. Um, and so we really make sure that when housing is proposing something, we're not just voting based on our personal opinions because we're 22 members um, who can vote, but making sure that those 22 members are representing the 9,300 residents we have. And so sometimes we'll vote on things that, and not necessarily vote on our behalf or in the way we believe in, but in the way that our residents want us to vote. Um, and from that, housing will kind of take that into account, take that as the residential opinion, residential feedback, and kind of make decisions based on that. So specifically with the first year live on requirement, uh, my freshman year, there was something that DASA was throwing around. Um, and so they did a test study and they brought it to IRC and we're like, hey, here's what we're thinking. What do you think? And they provided an open forum for us to kind of give our opinions. And then they came back a little bit later. It was like, is anyone available for an hour to kind of sit down and talk about their thoughts on the first year living requirement? And so they took those residents and those representatives from IRC and kind of sat down and said, hey, what are your thoughts? What are your opinions? How do you think your residents will react if this is something that happened? And from there, they'd made this decision and they factored that feedback in. Do you consider the live on requirement as a successful policy? I think it has a lot of good motivation. Um, all the research out there says that living on campus and living in a village really is is correlated to a higher GPA. And so I think there is 
Um, some really good opportunities for our residents to kind of give them a good push into college. Um, all of the peer institutions that we have um, have a first year level requirement. So I have friends at Chapel Hill and Duke who um, were like, oh my gosh, I have to live on campus. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to live on campus. So it doesn't really matter if I can live off campus um, because comparing the prices. Um, and so I think it's a really great way to support our incoming residents, get them involved early on. Everything's right in your backyard. Literally, if you live in Tucker and Owen, you can go outside, go get food. It's five minutes away and not have to really worry about any of the logistical stuff that living off campus maybe distracts you from when you're thinking about academics. And so I really think it's a great opportunity and a great way to kind of grow our residential body. This is always my favorite question just because I love the variety <laughs> of answers I get. So who is your greatest influence in your life and why? Oh, my gosh. It's always the hardest one. Wow. <laughs> it really is. So I'm going to be a little bit sappy. Um, and I would say my two younger sisters. Uh, so growing up, I was, I'm always the oldest sister. I'm the oldest um, in my, of the grandchildren and in my family. And so it was really. That's how I am. Yeah. I have two younger sisters. So. <laughs> mm. oh, so you're just like, yep. And so really growing up, like, I didn't really notice it as much as I do now. And so. Um, when I was 16, I moved away from home, went to a residential high school. And that was when I really realized, when I really started to realize how much my little sisters relied on me. And then coming to college, which is closer than the residential high school was to my home. I'm like 45 minutes away. <laughs> Thank goodness, because I go back a lot. Um, and my sisters are really in that transitional year. And they're like, call me and be telling me about their life. My little sister just got a boyfriend. And that makes me feel really old. <laughs> And so they'll write papers and they're like, oh, who's your role model? And my little sisters will go and my mom will tell me that they put me and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, wow. And it really kind of centers me when I'm like lost in all the confusion of like academics and student life involvement and all of the random stuff that like being in college throws at you, like going home and like hanging out with my sisters. It like centers me and is like, oh, yes, college is important, but like in the grand scheme of things, 10 years down the road. Am I going to remember college that well? Uh, or will I like remember like my sisters who will hopefully still be around? Um, I really hope so. And so they really help me center myself kind of when the world's turning upside down. And so for that reason, I would, I would say they're the biggest influence because they're the biggest calming influence I have. So what would you say has been the greatest success of IRC in your time at NC State thus far? Oh, one big success? Um... I would say, um, and this has been an ongoing success that is finally kind of wrapping up, is our organizational restructuring. Um, and so a couple of years ago, if you went to IRC a couple of years ago and then came now, you'd be amazed at like how different like the positions are, the organization is. Um, four, three or four years ago, it was all directors. And so we had committee members, directors, and e-board members. And so it was a long chain of like, who did what? We're not really sure. Things are getting done. There's a lot of people not doing a lot. And so a couple of years ago, they really started going through the task of cleaning up, um, starting first with the with the directors going, do you really need directors if you have an e-board? And so kind of uh, revamping those and making that more efficient before moving on to the GA and saying, okay, who's the GA like actually representing? Are they representing the residents? Are they representing the council? And then from there, looking at the e-board positions, and this is where I came in at, was when they were looking at what the positions were doing, what needed what. And so now we're kind of at this 
really tight, really well-functioning, efficient organization where we don't have too many positions not doing anything. We're all doing kind of the same amount. And I think that's the most important just because it's kind of changed how we interact as an organization with other people um, because now sometimes one person has a lot of interaction with other people and so that really streamlines like interaction. There's not as much lost in translation information flow um, that you kind of see in really big organizations. And so that has, and that's really great. That's why I'm here is because of that restructure, because I took on a position that was new um, and that everyone was like, I don't know what you're doing, but go for it. And so from there, I kind of found where I wanted to be and kind of redefine the organization um, the way I wanted it to be based on that position. So my final question for you. Mm-hmm. How does your average student get involved with IRC? Oh my gosh, I love this question. It's literally the easiest thing I've had to answer so far. Um, so really, there's there are a lot of different ways to get involved in IRC. Um, so I would say the easiest and the way most people, 98% of the population who is involved in IRC gets involved is through the Health Council. And so you can reach out to your community director or your resident church, resident director Basically, whoever's in charge of your building, reach out to them or go to your RA and say, hey, I want to go to hall council meetings. When are they? And usually they meet on Mondays or Tuesdays. And so you just go about an hour and you can plan awesome programs for your for your uh, other constituents or even say, OK, I want more cooking supplies in my kitchen and they'll help you with that. Uh, from there, if you want to get involved in IRC, all of our meetings are open and those are Thursdays from 7 to 9. Uh, and we meet biweekly in the Senate chambers. And then the other off weeks, we meet in Turlington. Um, and then if you're a resident, you can also come to our committees. And so we have a couple of different committees that are open if you're interested in something, but don't necessarily want to commit an hour every week to planning a program. We have things like business acquisition. So if you're interested in meeting and reaching out to businesses on behalf of IRC, that's something that's open to you. And if you just want to come have fun, you're welcome to come hang out anytime. Um, that we're in the office. We love to meet with residents. We love to hang out. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, Emily, thank you so much. Thank you for it having is, me. It has been a blast. This week's episode of Dialogue with Technician was written, recorded, and edited by me, Luke Perrin, news editor. Our editor-in-chief is me, Jonathan Carter. You can reach out to Jonathan at technician-editor at ncsu.edu. And as always, we'll see you next week.